0: Welcome to week two of Radio Rehab Storyteller Series. This week's guest host is Mark F. Enjoy the show and tell us what you think.
1: Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys.
0: Welcome to another episode of Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Char and our guest host for the week, Mark F. So what we're doing now is a daily show, As per your request, and we are taking your suggestions for topics, we will have a guest host in every day of the week, starting Monday, and they will be with us all the way through Friday, and you will get to know them, and we will discuss topics, and if you would like to send in more topics, and I really appreciate the topics that you guys have sent in, but if you would like to send in more topics, I will give you the information on how to do that at the end of the show. Uh, Without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest host for the week, uh, Mark F., who was also here in a previous Radio Rehab episode.
1: Friend of the show. Yes,
0: friend of the show, Mark F. So welcome back to the show, Mark F. And um, so tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All right. Uh, well the uh, capacity that I was here last time was a little more professional. Um, So I have a sober living company in San Jose called Second Chance Sobriety Homes. You can check us out on the web at secondchancesobriety.com and um, yeah, I mean that's about it. And here uh, today, we're gonna tell some stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, hmm. t- tell me more about the sobriety. Tell me more about second chance. What is that? Um, I mean, I know what a sober living is, but can you tell for the people who don't?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, basically, usually people go into treatment, um, <clears throat> and then if if they go to a good treatment center, they'll devise some kind of aftercare for them, you know? And if they don't, they're usually in trouble, right? Because when you when you go into treatment, you're sequestered for 30 days, then you go right back into the conditions um, that you were in before you went into treatment it's a recipe for disaster. Right?
0: I, yeah, I personally experienced that. I went through, you know, like a 30-day spin dry type place yeah. and then I was out and the place I went through was like near Yosemite. Yeah. But I like, so I'm not connected to those people or right. no one, like all the people I knew in there thought San Francisco was like a million miles away, yeah. you know, and I'm like, you guys live in like what? Oakley and like Modesto <laughs> and these places I'd never even been to. But yeah, um, and I got out and there I was surrounded by my same walls, right. the same that the same house I was drinking in using and just completely depressed and it's it was really hard for me to like be motivated to go to meetings and to identify you know because i already had 30 days so i don't want to raise my hand as a newcomer right but really that's what i shouldn't have done you know raise my hand and say hey help i'm i moved and yeah. i have no support group
1: you're completely disconnected and, yeah you know it's really easy for people to even when they have the best intentions to like slip up on their meetings stop calling their sponsor and then just yeah you know Um, And then they're in the condition, the exact conditions they were in when they were drinking or using, you know? Yep. So like um, sober living house is like you go there. I mean, you don't have to go through treatment, uh, but a lot of our clients do come from treatment. And basically what you get is you move into an already built support network. Right. So you move into a house with. know whatever eight other people and they've all been sober for six months you know and so um they're there to like support you and uh you know and get you like kind of plugged in right and so that by the time um you know you leave you have built your support network enough to where um you know you can safely sort of uh you know merge back into living normally
0: yeah that's i mean that's an excellent idea um so when people come in there do they have is the minimum sobriety requirement six months
1: no no Uh, i mean we don't really have a minimum requirement to to move in uh in terms of like how long you have to be sober for Mm -hmm. um you know we need like a clean drug test. Yeah. Right? So like you sure. can't have people coming in loaded. Yeah. You know? Um, and then in terms of like length of stay, you know, we let people stay uh, as long as they want to, you know? I mean, we have... Oh, really? Yeah. We have clients who have been with us for like years. Like we have one client who's coming up on I can't remember if it's three years or four years, but she's been with us, like, forever. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Is she, like, a house mother now? Is she, like, a manager kind of type person? Is she, like...
1: Um, she's, like, informal house grandma kind of. Right. Know? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. Shout so, out to Ann at Redcliffe. Yeah. Hi, Ann.
0: <laughs> she could be on the show. So, um, so when these people come in, they it's not really a clean time requirement, but they obviously have to be sober because it's not a detox facility.
1: Right. Yeah. And... If, if they are like, that's one of the big things, uh, you know, that I'm screening for when I'm talking to like potential new clients. Cause like if they need to detox, it would be unethical of me to like take them, you know? So like, um, usually like I'll try to, to figure out, um, and like work with, uh, somebody else to like kind of figure out how we can get them either into treatment, into detox or whatever to get them stable enough to like come into our houses
0: right to be able to come in because i know a lot of times it would help to go through like a 30-day treatment facility before you're able to like make your own decisions do you have to have a job
1: no i mean well because we have so many different people in like so many different stages of their life you Uh know like we have people that are retired uh we have a lot of people that are like students you know Uh and um you know people that are or like a lot of times people will be like um yeah, I, I was working, but now I'm just going to focus on recovery and I'm going to go to like meetings and go to the coffee shop where all the AA people hang out right. and like, you know, kick it with my sponsor for three hours a day and like focus on my recovery for a while. You uh-huh. know? Um, so, like, we don't really push them, you know, into saying like, you, you have to work, you know? Right. I, I don't really think that's in our, you know, um, yeah
0: I've only known a couple of SLEs that were like that like you gotta get a job and
1: a lot of them are like that, yeah, but, but we're not
0: yeah I know i never I never understood the point of that it's like, okay, so I have to do something that I don't want to do that's close to here just so I can live here right. just, yeah um no, but I really as far as um like meetings go is there is there a meeting requirement or amount of meetings do you have to get your meeting sheet signed?
1: Yeah, so uh we have um a meeting requirement that's sort of like it it's stepped down uh-huh. uh over the length of their stay with us. And uh but that being said, you know, we're not necessarily married to like a 12 step. Uh-huh. So, the vast majority of our clients choose to do a 12 step program because it's free. They're everywhere uh-huh. They're all the time. Yeah. It's like really ingrained into our culture, you know, but, but we tell our clients like you can do, um, you know, um, meditation group or process group or counseling or therapy or church or, you know, um, or mix and match. Uh-huh. Right. Like if, if you want to like get a, um, you know, uh, meditation group signed off, uh, and then do like four AA meetings or like, you know, go to like church and then go to like. Um, you know, group therapy and then go to private therapy and then make up the rest with meetings. So, uh, you know, we don't tell people like what specifically they have to do, but they have to do something, you know?
0: Right. So it's like as long as they're doing something for themselves, then they're doing good.
1: That's pretty much how I... How I look at
0: it, yeah, right. And I, that sounds like a, a recipe for good recovery. Like you have to do something for yourself every day. It's right. like you know, because when you're out there drinking, and using, like, you don't exercise, no. you don't eat right, you're not, you're not doing anything right. It's so like the anything you do, like even if you go walk for twenty minutes, it's like anything you do will start making you look and feel better and yeah. seem better and think better and, and all of that. So I re really, I really like that idea, and I love the idea of an SLE, a secretary meeting, where it's like these girls are in there for thirty. 30 days, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, you know, my counselor wants me to go to an SLE, but I've been in here for 30 days and I'm sick of having, being in the room with another woman, yeah. you know, like, and it's like, Oh my God, like you have to follow direction. Like that's, it took, that's the only time I was able to like actually get sober was when I was like, okay, I'm not going to make the decisions because my best thinking got me here. Right. You know? Cause my decisions obviously suck, you know?
1: Yeah. I think like people when they're in treatment, they're just like, Their skin is crawling a little bit and they're like, I just want to get out of here and like, you know, and they're like, I don't want to do more of this, you know. Right. Um, But it's like if you move into sober living, it's like um, your days are your own. You know what I mean? It's like you're still doing like whatever you want during the day. So it's not really like. A treatment center where you're locked down the whole time you know?
0: right are there still but there's still like menial chores and st- like little things that they have to do in there
1: yeah we do chores like twice a week and right you know get yeah the house clean
0: it just depends on like who they who the people are that are in charge of that i think that makes a difference like that one treatment center i went through that was up in um modesto or, or Yosemite, wherever that was it, it's like the The people that were in charge of the sober living was like the woman that was like in charge of like the kitchen at the actual rehab or something. It was yeah. like a drill sergeant type thing and like uh-huh. would come in and like I wasn't in the sober living, but I was hanging out there when I saw these things happen. Come in, like if somebody's feet were on the table, she'd knock their feet off. If two uh-huh. people were sitting too close, she'd push them apart. And then she'd go like move her finger around picture frames and look to see if there was dust. Just, was-, was
1: she wearing a white glove or no? No, uh, she should have been. Yeah, though. that would have kicked it up a notch. That seriously. would have kicked
0: it up a total nine. <laughs> she might as well, though. But yeah, it, it was just like I that things like that. Things like that, I I can understand what the purpose is it because people are supposed to do their chores there. But
1: yes, but I found like uh, there's a thing where uh, sometimes people who don't have a lot of power in other places in their life, if you yes. give them like a little bit of power in this one way, they'll like get drunk with power really quickly. Exactly. Like a
0: loss prevention guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, couldn't be a cop, so I'm going to take this job very seriously. Uh Yeah, I went through a treatment center um, in Los Angeles that was a really hardcore treatment center. It was like, I think, six to nine months minimum and everybody came from jail. Almost everybody came from jail. Anyway, and, there there were people there that it's like okay it's time for you to transition out but since you're doing 2 years at this place in lieu of you know 15 years in prison right um, you know, we'll let you work here, and also because they couldn't get hired anywhere else. These people, yeah. but it's like I found all you do is give someone like that a walkie-talkie, and they go insane. <laughs> oh my, kicking doors open, like get your feet off the. T-. I was like, what the yeah. hell? These people are like acting crazy, and that's so funny. That's where because that's it made it really hard for me to get into the book because of the way. Um, the verbiage was mishandled by these people like this one woman uh made me walk the track which is something that happened to me often when i was there because i was always doing something wrong evidently because i self-willed this these were her words i self-willed the front door
1: what, what does yeah that mean? exactly
0: exactly i know and that's what got me in more trouble so i was like you can't just say that that makes no sense like it's like, I know self-will run riot is in the book, but that doesn't mean you could say you just self-willed yourself upstairs. Or like, you. I yeah. self it meant I needed to go see my counselor and there was no tech, that's what they were called, there was no tech around. And so I just went, okay, you know what? I really need to talk to my counselor. So I walked into the front office area and walked up to the receptionist and said, can you please tell my counselor that I need to speak with her? And they were like, you're not allowed, you self-willed the front door. And I was like, okay I self-willed myself right out of that place too (laughs) honestly
1: I'm always a little worried about people who get like too dogmatic with the big book you know and start to treat it like the Ten Commandments a little bit you know what I mean
0: yeah exactly because it was written by human beings like fallible human beings who wouldn't want it to be written like that but fascinating human beings nonetheless but I mean but yeah human beings I know it's like some people and it's like some people almost I feel like rewrite it or they're reading the words but they're saying it means something else kind of and it's like that's kind of up to interpretation i think
1: right a little the, bit the way it kind of is with any religious text where you can like make it mean whatever you want exactly. it to mean depending on your interpretation yeah
0: like when yeah. you hear people say like oh well according to this verse it means god hates these type of people it's like yeah. that doesn't say that like, at that's all a
1: little bit of a stretch yeah you
0: know? like that's totally not what that says yeah so do people get along for the most part? That's the, la- the last question I want to ask you about about um, about the SLEs. Do people get along for the most part?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, what ends up happening is, uh, you know, they end up becoming usually like lifelong friends right. although there's always like kind of things where like oh, this person doesn't like this person or whatever uh-huh. but usually we can navigate that pretty well you know and it's sort of it has like a real like family dynamic to it you know right in houses so um yeah i everybody gets along and if they don't you know we have houses so we can sort of move people around if we want to or need to or you know
0: how many houses do you have Four. And they're are they all in San Jose? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're kinda close to Well, San Jose's huge though. But I mean they're it's kinda very big, close. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if they if they're not happy at one house they can always transfer to another house. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're here with Mark F., who will also be back tomorrow and every day for the rest of this week. All right. If you would like to write us, if you have um, topics you would like us to to discuss or observations or you know somebody who would like to be on the show, you could email. It's radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. The phone number is 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can go like us on iTunes, subscribe to the show on iTunes, tell your friends about the show. That would be great because this is a new incarnation of Radio Rehab where we are now doing a daily show. So if you want to be able to get notifications that there is a show that has been released, it's best to subscribe. Just a thought. Just saying. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow again with Mark F. Stay sober. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and
1: roll